We the bestest cast with the left twist. Fat, fairly well dressed. Put me on the guest list. The guest list. Uh, yeah, on the guest list. Yeah. Welcome back to the one-year anniversary episode of the On the Guest List podcast with Fox trying to get down White Sox, Dave, Kenny Carkeet, and Dante. Nothing says a one-year anniversary episode like none of the other motherfuckers being here. Kenny's in a session. Dave's doing a stream. Dante's dealing with restaurant stuff. So we brought in the big guns. We have a co-host this week. Please welcome on from Barstool Sports, Mr. Wayne Jetsky. Jetsky, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm I'm doing fantastic. I didn't realize it was actually. I think I definitely saw something on Twitter about it, but uh, it it blanked when I first got on that it's the the hundredth uh, one one year. You said right now one year. Episode. I think it's like one the year. 60th episode or something okay. like that. I can't fucking believe it's been a year already. The Congratulations, crazy- though. That's big. That's awesome. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. The funny thing is, it's actually like over two years of doing the podcast. It was just me and the band during quarantine. Then White Sox Dave blacked out and asked me to teach him how to play the guitar. And it's been fucking history ever since. So Wait, is that the ethos of him having like a guitar now and, and playing? Yo, and shit? this whole thing started because when we first were doing the podcast, I had Dave on. He would well, just DM it through Twitter. Then we had Robbie. Then we had Smitty. Like, we had a bunch of Barstool guys on, and then Dave one night blacked out and texted me and said, yo, this is weird, but will you teach me how to play the guitar? And I was like, the fuck? Like, yeah, sure. And then I was like, yo, we should do a whole video series about this. And the video series has been tough to do because Dave's in Chicago, I'm in Philly. Yeah. But this whole thing, like, we've done three episodes of it. It's banging. Now that we're, like, I'm starting to do stuff in Chicago with them, it's getting easier. But, cool. yeah, that's how this whole thing started. And I, like, we had the fucking Foo Fighters on. We've had all these crazy fucking guests, and we have a great guest today. I will get into that. But I want to start off, Jetski, obviously the musician at Barstool, is doing a great fucking job. But me and Jetski were actually talking this week off air about your distribution situation, dude. What yes. the fuck is going on? So uh, I've bounced around from between TuneCore and DistroKid, and I've had a couple issues with both. And every time I've had an issue, like both parties have had terrible customer service. The interfaces of, of both are fine. The software works well, but sometimes it's just like stuff fucks up in the back end and anything that's like automated. And whenever you try to get in contact with them, either party, it's, it's really tough. Yeah. Uh, I will say, though, I had an issue with TuneCore with an old song. So I've been distributing my music through DistroKid for the last year and a half, probably. Yeah. And I think the fact that you can have splits uh, is huge for me because, mm-hmm. like, my producers are all my boys, like, day one guys. So um, they don't, we don't really, like, they don't charge me for beats most of the time. So we do everything 50-50 with publishing and the distribution, uh, like, money as well. So... I really need to be able to have splits in all my songs and all my uh, records. And TuneCore doesn't allow that for like automated splits. Like yep. if you have someone who's managing your TuneCore, I'm sure it's like better for a label because I think their like reporting is a little bit faster and, and a little bit more like structured for someone who would need to put it like an, an Excel spreadsheet or something. So if a label pro- like is submitting all their artists under one account, it would make sense. I think for TuneCore, and then you have your accounting department payment, whatever. Exactly. But- for someone like me, I don't want to do that bullshit, and I don't want to bend my friends yeah. <laughs> every month for songs. So yeah. uh, I need splits. So that's why I've been using DistroKid. Um, but yeah, like the, anytime I've had an issue, it's taken like me DM, like firebombing, DMing their uh, Instagram, their Twitter, like tweeting at them, putting on them my Instagram story, so they'll respond. But yeah. TuneCore, most recently, I did it too because they just randomly deleted a song I had, uh, an older song called Bandicoot that I made in uh, fall of 2019, and I put out. I re- I enjoyed the song a lot, but it didn't like do crazy numbers. But uh, I have like I've always fuck yeah, it's awesome. And then I get to learn too because like. Mm-hmm they're they're like when i got to interscope my coordinator at the time who was definitely like on the rise and he's he's you know 
far superseded me, honestly, at this point, smart kid. And we were learning from each other where he was like, you know, this is like, nobody fucking cares about genres anymore on playlists, which is so funny because streaming is so siloed when it comes to genre, mm. as far as like where you put a song when people are making playlists, genreless. So like we were learning from each other and it was just like, it's a beautiful thing, honestly. Dude, so people honestly, are making uh, playlists genreless. What was that? I said you you said that uh, people are making playlist genreless. Sorry, kind of a tongue twister. I'm going to show you my playlist. Yeah. Right. Oh God. Yeah, uh, it was uh, like it, it's 38 minutes of Pitbull. <laughs> that is that is genreless. Here we go. I got uh, Zeppelin, Dion, Naughty by Nature, Zeppelin, The Who, Twenty One Pilots, Slightly Stupid, John Mayer. Uh, third eye blind it's like you said i just hear a song and fucking yeah. click add and that's like 300 yep. songs long bro yeah, I, I just I, I just posted on the instagram for the other day my my the first four artists in my recently like or on repeat selection for spotify it was like benny the butcher from griselda mm-hmm. uh luke bryan because i had one stupid song from college that i had played for one of my buddies over and over again uh, I had Phoebe Bridgers and who the fuck was the last artist? It might have been Kanye. I don't know. Genres don't fucking exist. We have access to everything now. It's like, right. it's so funny. I want to shoehorn this all back in because I want to end on a rock question because I know you're a rock guy at heart. And I, yeah. But what I was going to say was like, it seems like everything switched around. There's no genres, but like right now, hip hop sits as that supreme kind of like, that is the pop genre right now, right? It has been too, yeah. It has, it very, yeah. if you've been paying any attention, it is. It's what it has been. But Rock obviously has not fucking realized that yet because they're still yeah. trying to act like, why are we getting shit on when you were the pop genre for like 50 years? So shut the fuck up. That's right. You know, my whole question is to you, sure. where yeah. is rock music right now? Because I am in a fucking rock band. We do a lot of different genres, but if you were to classify us as anything, we're a fucking yeah, you, rock band, right? You are, yeah. Where is rock music right now? It's hurting. That's where it's at. And, it, and it's not, I, I, I take that. I want take it. I agree. Take I, agree. I, don't, just, don't, I agree. I think there's a, t- there's always like so much good music to find. The yes. problem is, is that there's not always so much good music to find easily. <clears throat> Excuse me. So like when I was working with the struts, like I had a great roster at Interscope. I had Goodbye June, the struts, the dude next to me was working Tame Impala. Like I had, you know, my guy, Billy Rafool, night, like things were alternative pop, like Young Rising Suns, yep. you know, Jersey Boys, like we're, we're still working together now, but it's like those, the bands that rise to that top level, they're only going to get so far. So like the struts, we got them on like the Victoria's Secret runway. There were like, Getting the Victoria's Secret event is a, is just a, it's it's a literally every year is like the worst viewership, but from the preview it's like the worst of all time. But what's key is that the the models, some of them have like sixty million followers on Instagram. The models posting photos with them playing live or mm-hmm. posting the song, it still didn't really help. So it's like that's about the most global exposure you can get for like a glam rock band. What else can we do? And they're like very sizable at this point. Probably yeah, like they're a big band. Third tier down on major festivals. They're they're getting there, but like it's hard, man. Like even look look at somebody like Tom Morello. He's putting out like EDM records now. I fucking hate it. 
It's terrible. So I hate fucking hate dog shit. But yeah. I, I love Tom. I fucking love yeah, Tom. I love Raid from research earlier. Appreciate but that. then I got like fucking like future and then out of nowhere is this yeet. Like I I guess I'm on shit cranks. He's not saying like like similar to Gunna, he's like it's swag rap kind of like he's not saying anything introspective, but he sounds hard every time he like rides the beat and the beats are crazy. And he does some weird, like he does some shit with his voice that's weird. Bro, you find me another like, do that shit the trendy way. Yeah, you find me <laughs> like, another yodels. You find me another fucking singer in a band who can go through talking about Yeet and Neil Young <laughs> in the same yes. fucking podcast. You're versatile, you, dude. You can't, dude. You fucking can't do it because they don't exist. It's just me and I guess Kenny and Dante and, and White Sox Dave. But yo, we're gonna wrap that up. This is gonna be our one year anniversary episode. We have some not the hundredth episode. It's gonna be a hundred soon. So what's the difference? Money let's keep rolling. But Jetski. Seats always open, bro. We need you on more. We got to make this a regular Absolutely. thing. Uh, shouts out to Rob Gross for being the interview today. Shouts out to White Sox, Dave, Kenny, Karki, and Dante. I fucking love you guys. We have some huge interviews lined up, some huge video shit that we're going to be shooting. Go back, stream the back catalog, catch the fuck up, jump on, or get the fuck off because this thing's rolling. Uh, Jetski, anything else for me this week, brother? Um, nothing. Just honestly, we talked about it earlier. Follow me on TikTok if you can. Don't just if you don't like the videos, but you like my music, just you know. Give the video a like. You don't have. You can just pretend to to watch. As long as you give it a like and maybe let it loop once, do that. Also, uh, blast Wayne's World on on any device you have. It's almost at. It's like two hundred and forty five thousand streams. Almost at a quarter of a million. So I would like to hit that soon. Um, and I'm very very close to one million total streams uh, across Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud. So that's the best uh, fucking feeling. I didn't realize yeah. we had hit one million until we passed two million, and I never like did a post about it. And I was like, yeah, let's go. Oh shit, we're at two million. But yo. By the way, that, I need that first M for sure. Go stream Jetski shit. Appease the algorithm on TikTok. Uh-huh. But now that he reminded me, I got something to plug too. We have two new singles coming out next Friday, right? Oh, hell yeah. I want to give a big shout out to Jose Galvan. He is a DJ at KCRW, one of the biggest radio stations in the world over in Los Angeles. Premiered one of our new singles, Secondhand Sorrow, a week and a half early in LA, which I thought was fucking sick. We got awesome. Three Philly stations premiering it this week. We got New York. We got Nashville and D.C. next week. And I don't have a fucking label. Suck my balls, music industry. We're out here. Let's do this shit. Don't sign no deals unless they give you multiple M's. Then you may be signing. I don't want to sign a deal at all. I just want to talk bullshit with Barstool and just yell at people. This is this is fun to me. This is what I'm into. Dude, you never fucking know. Look what happened with you with the fucking with, with the mixtape, with the album. And you're, the, you utilize your platform. You fucking charted. Yeah, but if they give me, if someone was like, hey, you a million dollars for it, this sounds so fucked up because not to go off a tangent, but like, this is what every artist probably does. I'm <laughs> just like, fuck it. If someone gave me a million dollars, I'd be like, own the music. I don't give this fuck. is amazing because, yo, I literally on the interview, we had this long ass <laughs> conversation with Rob Gross and the people who are listening to the two podcast. Million, two million, two million, I would 100% do, give every, sign everything away. Because me and, me and Rob were going back and forth and, and we were talking about labels and I was like, yeah, maybe like this is just a generation of people who like don't want to have to like, they want to do it their own way. And I was like, you know what? I'm a fucking liar. Because if right now Atlantic or Universal or Interscope called me and said, Colin, you're a genius. Here's a couple million dollars. I would burn this podcast at a fucking ground. I think the key is a couple million, like a couple million. I think one million is like what people get enticed with. And one million is never fucking like one million. It gets uh, one million with taxes. 500,000 real quick with yeah. taxes. Then you got to pay your, your lawyer, whatever, whatever. But, uh, you know, uh, two million is different i think because it's it's you have way more like and you'll be in still in a higher tax bracket but you'll have more like uh, you know funds than you would if you got taxed at a million dollars and it turns to fucking 
I don't know, 300, I'm, 200 grand. And then by, then by the time you buy a fucking chain, you're fucked. Multiple millions, though, like I think is a good investment. Well, and I also said I would burn this podcast to the ground, but I think this thing's too valuable and I could talk too yeah. much shit here and I fucking love it so much. But all right, that's going to wrap this week up. Thank you, Wayne Jetski. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you next week. Fuck you guys. We love you.